0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another special Talking Insomnia episode. We have Christian with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And just uh, for our viewers, um, I'd like to share a little, you know, quick backstory of how this episode happened. Well, really, you you, you just uh, left a comment, actually, on the YouTube channel, Christian, where you said, hey, I'd, I'd like to share my story. And we had a brief email discussion. And I said, yeah, this I think this could be really helpful to share. So glad to have you here. And with that said, tell us your story. How did you start having trouble with sleep?
1: My sleep troubles started this past November when I um, started a new job. And uh, basically what had happened was the night before I started working, I had like an unusual type of night where I wasn't able to fall asleep. And what ended up happening is I had a sleepless night to where I just went to work with no sleep. And at, at that time, I didn't really think much of it because there's been times with like job interviews or something exciting. I'll break night because, you know, I'll be excited or kind of anxious or something. But I didn't think too much of it. And within a couple of days, it seemed back to normal. But the night before work again, I noticed a similar thing happening where I was having problems tossing and turning and I wasn't able to fall asleep. It felt like I lost the ability to. And so that kind of resulted in me having um, another sleepless night. So I was thinking that maybe it was like stress from the new job or something else. But it kept progressing to the point where there was one night where I couldn't get to sleep. And if I think this is what what hyper arousals are. It's like my heart started racing and my mind started spinning. And it was like I became really physically anxious at the thought that I couldn't, you know, fall asleep. And I, you know, would start pacing back and forth and going, I don't know, I just can't sleep. I just can't sleep. And it, it started turning I I thought it was a panic attack, but it didn't feel like a panic attack. It just felt like stress, like my body was responding to the fact that I was stressing out that I couldn't sleep. And I, I found out later that's where hyperarousals are. And for like the next three months, it became really common for me not to get to sleep. Um, I started experiencing hyperarousals, weird things where I would go to my bedroom and my bed would give me physical anxiety. My, my, it's like my mind would start to race and my heart rate would go up. And it's like I would fill with adrenaline just going into my room. Um. There would be multiple nights per week where I wouldn't sleep or I would sleep as little as like three hours to to an hour a night. And um, I was trying to solve it. I was doing all these these things. I was researching if I had uh, insomnia, like trouble sleeping. I was researching if I had a vitamin deficiency. I started going all the way to like these... I started going into thinking, oh, maybe I'm just a different chronotype or, you know, I'm this or I'm that. I was trying everything. Like, do I have a sleep-wake disorder? Do I have shift-work um, shift, shift work disorder? I was just trying to figure out why exactly I couldn't sleep. And it's like as that cycle started, the anxiety and the stress would continue to build until it was constantly on my mind. No matter where I went, I was thinking about why I couldn't sleep. Would I sleep tonight? Um, and it just became obsessive. That's all I could think or talk about. I was extremely worried about it. And, um, I I felt like I was broken, like physically, like I thought something was wrong. Like overnight, I I I lost the ability to fall asleep. And that's kind of how it started. That was back in November and things started looking up around February. So
0: I was... actually uh, let's, let's pause there, Christian. I think you, you told your story very, very nicely. Uh, and, you know, of course, sorry, sorry, this happened, but we'll get to the nice part where things got getting better, uh, of course, in a bit. But before we go there, I just want to ask you, like, um, you were doing all this research, and you were thinking, oh, maybe there's a circadian rhythm problem, sleep-wake disorders. Now, were you, were you doing things as well? Like, I don't know, changing your habits, taking supplements? Oh, yeah. Like- oh, like clockwork. Like,
1: At this time, I need to take melatonin and then I need to shut everything down. And I was following all these ritualistic behaviors, thinking that it was like a a physical ailment that I can correct that to to guarantee that I could sleep. So I was taking. Melatonin, I was taking Benadryl, and that was my that was my mixture for a while was like five milligrams of, of melatonin with Benadryl. And I was trying all these different things to, like, guarantee that I could get to sleep because the thought of not having sleep would just stress me out. And I would, um, I wouldn't do, I I started following, like, the classic CBTI. I don't know if it's CBTI or another form of sleep help, but I wasn't going in my room anymore. I was only using it for, you know, sleep. The minute I couldn't get out of bed, try to do something. So I was turning, going to sleep into this very routine, ritualistic thing where I would have to do these certain things in order. And if I don't, then it won't, it'll be a bad night. And whenever it didn't work, it would, the anxiety would increase even worse than it was last time. So it felt like this, this circle that never ended where I was trying to do all these things, engaging in these behaviors. And if they didn't work out not only would I not sleep at all, but I would be com- incredibly anxious to where I'd be thinking, I got to figure this out. And it would just take the whole entire day away from me because I'd be constantly trying to f- solve this like it was um, a computer problem or an equation. I was just trying to think of any possible way how to get back to sleep because it was so it was so weird. I never experienced that in my life. I've had, everybody has trouble sleeping, but to the point where, you feel like you lost the ability to and a level of anxiousness that uh, accompanies it was something I never felt before where it was like, I I genuinely felt like I was threatened, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. It makes makes a lot of sense. And uh, I wanted to ask you another thing, which was uh, the initial, it was a job. Was it a job interview you said in November uh, that you had?
1: Yeah, it was a job interview, but, that's kind of when it
0: started, um, and it just I'm just curious, what how, did you get that job? Yeah, I
1: got the job. I still currently work there. So, and, and which, which
0: leads to sort of like I, I suspected so. And I, congrats on getting the job, of course. But also, uh, throughout this time, you continued to working. What what what, your, what, what were your days like? Uh,
1: some of those days were, oh, they were bad. Some of those days were bad because. I feel like with insomnia, there's, there's two halves to it. There's the emotional intellectual side of it. Then there's the physical side and physically I would feel it was so weird. It's, it's, I wouldn't feel tired. It was like my body was constantly running Meant Like, headwise, wise f- I would feel very foggy-headed and out of it. But it was, like, physically, it was very anxious, very driven, very just on edge. And emotionally, it was very distressing. I was very scared. I was really scared. I didn't know what was happening to me. I thought uh, there was something really wrong. And, you know, the moods would go from extremely scared to depressed. Because it felt like, I feel like with, with insomnia sufferers, there, there's this moment where they get really scared and they go, I, I must've broken myself. Like I've, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know why I'm having issues. A couple months ago, I was fine. And I, it, it would depend if, if I didn't fight it and I just stayed up and tried to enjoy it, it wouldn't be as bad. But if I tossed and turned and got out of bed and paced around the house and constantly going to the bathroom or whatever. I would feel more physically exhausted doing that versus just being stationary. But those days were very rough. I think I think I was filled with more fear than anything because there's there's a certain part of your mind that really holds on to the idea that you'll you'll never sleep again. And I think that's the main thing that most people that when they suffer through it, they think that and it was pretty bad i I was i was feeling pretty hopeless i was scared i was trying everything i could to figure out what was going on with me because it was such an overnight thing that happened that i never experienced it before so some days were really rough i'd go on no sleep going to work and then coming home and still not being able to sleep so it would be this constant state of stress no matter how many hours i was up and i was trying all these things to get to bed and i was just in this constant state of problem solving all the time i wouldn't talk about anything else i wouldn't and how was your day oh, i was fine um and i would immediately just start going right back into talking and thinking about it and it was just a very debilitating cycle that i felt like wasn't ending
0: and did you did you ever uh, go talk to a doctor or some other friend? yes
1: Yes, I went, I got, I got to the point where I was like, I'm going to go get some blood work done. Oops, sorry.
0: I'm going to go get some blood work done.
1: And because I was thinking this has to be, it's a deficiency. This is maybe a vitamin D, uh, B12, magnesium. I was like listing every possible deficiency that can be uh, associated with trouble sleeping. And I remember I explained it to my uh, primary care doctor that I was having issues uh, sleeping. Oh, this reminds me. I even thought I had ADHD at a certain point because this is going down the story because they say um, individuals with ADHD have differential you know, sleep-wake cycles. So I was just going down that road as well after uh, the blood work. But he thought it was stress-related. And he goes, oh, I think it's just this new job. It's stress-related. And I was like, this is not the job. It's not stressful. There's something wrong here. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And... When the blood work came back, he was like, oh, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong. Everything seems to be okay. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking I have undiagnosed ADHD, so do you think you can refer me to a counselor? He said, oh, yeah, sure. So I went to the counselor, got all that sorted out. Then I just just started describing my sleep problems to him. And he was trying the usual thing that most people are – used to if you can't fall asleep get out of bed um, re- listen to something relaxing and try to do all these things to, to get to sleep and if you can't just stay up and but he was he was just trying to treat it in the usual way that most people know about and I felt like that wasn't really working for me at all.
0: Yeah I totally understand Wow okay so uh, yeah we you know you described it as becoming a real struggle nothing's really helping. And, and now we're going towards like, did you say that things started to change maybe in December? No, this no, no, no. It was three months. More a February, right?
1: February. And um, I think what happened was is around that time, I um, I picked up Guy Meadows' book, how to, how to Sleep Effortlessly Every Night.
0: I think it's, oh, really? I, isn't it The Sleep Book? Yeah,
1: The Sleep Book. I think, oh, that's the subtext I read. Yeah, it's The Sleep Book how to sleep effortlessly every night. And, uh, I listened to the audiobook and it helped me understand to an extent, you know, what, what was going on, but I still didn't grasp it. And that like which is crazy because I feel like a lot of people have read his book and it clicked oh okay I see what's going on but for me I was so like no this this can't be it this has to be something else it was that deep in, in my mind that I was like no it's 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 not that it's something else so I continually kept researching and researching and then I found I found your channel around I think about the end of February maybe the last two weeks around February is where I found your channel and then I started watching your videos all day when I was at work. Every break I would get, I would just pull up a video and I was trying to learn more about it. And what really inspired me to understand what exactly was happening was when I was um, watching a lot of recovery stories. Nina's specifically was, was the exact story that I went through where she had no issues for years and then one night something just triggered it. And her story really kind of inspired me to further understand and learn what was happening. Then I I found Alina's story and then I watched, I watched her YouTube channel too. And when I was watching their stories and then I was watching your content about the hyper arousal and understanding the cycle of what's actually happening. It's its kind of when I stopped treating it like it was a physical problem and I started treating it like an anxiety or like a phobia, sort of, because I, I think people get confused with insomnia. I mean, with what I'm experiencing, insomnia, is, I changed the acronym for it. I call it sleep anxiety because that's what it feels like, whatever you're anxious about you'll you'll hyperfixate on and I kind of realized that insomnia is really sleep anxiety so i had to i had to muster the courage to stop taking everything i was taking and just face it head on so to speak and that's what i did there was one point i think it was um i can't remember what specifically the video was called but it was the one where you made the reference to war games
0: oh yeah that yeah. one the 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 something with the game like the yeah but i know which one yeah
1: yeah it was where he
0: a strange game it. i think i called it like a strange game something like that yeah, yeah. It,
1: was, it was a strange game and it was um you know it was, it was about how matthew broderick made the computer turn against itself and you know the computer said the only way to win is not to play and i didn't necessarily understand it but then that's when i realized i was like in order for me to get past this i have to I'm going to have to find the courage to just try to not do anything anymore. That's the hardest part that most people, I didn't understand it either. I used to see comments, oh, I, I, I just stopped caring and it stopped. I was like, how How do I stop caring? This is actually, this feels scary to me. I don't know how to stop caring because it it feels like a life or death situation that you go through every night. So to go, oh, I just, I'm not going to care. It, it feels foreign at first, but I realized that the cycle that kept happening is I wasn't willing to, to be awake. It was like, I was running away from it. I was like constantly, cause this amount of different things I would try from Valerian root to other things and these methods. And that if it didn't work, it was like my body would f- fill with anxiety and I'd freak out. And then I realized, you know, I'm keeping the anxiety here because I, I, I keep trying to fight it. I keep trying to, to prevent it from happening. And, I just said, you know, no matter what happens, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna listen to what they said because that's what Alina and Nina and other people said they did. There was eventually a turning point where they were just like, you know, you have to take a chance and just stop. And that it was kind of like looking down, like at the edge of a pool, and it's like ten feet deep, and you're like, I don't know if I can do that. So I made the decision to to stop and just try to no longer try to fight it anymore and at first i was kind of nervous because i got caught in the cycle so heavily for three months that i didn't know how to go back to living i didn't know how to stop solving it or researching it that i had to reintroduce just not trying to fix it anymore all the way to the point of just going and hanging out in my room because i used to my room is my hangout spot so with the cbti method about not hanging out in your room i was like i don't think think this can apply to me because I hang out in my room, I work in my room, I watch TV in my room. So I have to learn to, to just go back in there and just enjoy it as the, you know, and just enjoy being in my room and not trying to focus on sleep. And it's, it's weird because I, I forgot to mention this as well. Before this whole thing started, there was a lot of sub subconsciousness of stress that I was going through when I left my last job, transitioning to this new job. So there was like a whole bunch of different things going on on top of insomnia. And it's also within that same week where all the things I was stressing about, I just went, you know, whatever happens, happens. I am going to do the best that I can. And whatever happens, I'm just going to allow it to happen. I can't spend time trying to worry or fix things. And it's like within the next day it was just like that. It was like a switch turned on. And I was like, okay, that was a little weird. Maybe that was a fluke. And then it happened again. And I noticed there was like, you know, it it, it was happening happening effortlessly. It's like I wouldn't even remember. I wouldn't even go in my room with intentions of going to sleep. It was like knockout gas at a dentist. Or you just don't I don't even remember passing out. Or before you were you were trying to create this perfect formula that would guarantee it instantly. Where this time it, it was like coming over me and I didn't even know what happened. And at that point I was still researching your your videos and I was still um understanding cause trying to figure it out. Cause I, I feel like once you get started on that insomnia journey, it's kind of hard to not focus on it and research it so much, but I was so interested cause I never dealt with it before that. I was just, I was like, wow, this is something I've, that I've never even heard of. I didn't even know this could be a thing. And I think most of the time we accidentally create it without realizing it. Even people that have been normal sleepers their whole life, because we become so distressed that we're going through it. We think that if we, if I do all these things, it won't happen anymore or I can fix this like everything else, but it it makes the problem worse. And you're like, I don't understand what I'm doing. It's like, you're a car that's stuck in mud and the, the, you know, the wheel is spinning and it's getting deeper and you're like, but I'm trying to do everything right. I don't understand how I'm making this worse. And from that point onward, it was just like happening naturally. And I think what, what made it better is it's very fear-based. It is very fear-based. Like I think a lot of people with insomnia are so petrified of it that we, we just don't want, because with the amount of bad nights that you happen, what that happened with it, you automatically start to associate. If I'm awake for any period of time, it's instantly going to be a bad night. Whether it be hyperarousals or your brain going off, or just all these sorts of things that you become dedicated to preventing from that from happening, because the, the the fatigue never bothered me. It was the the whole being awake that was bad. It was very unpleasant. It was very uncomfortable, and it was scary. But uh, it it taught me that in order to overcome something you fear you have to be willing to face it you have to be vulnerable and then that's that's when i understood what guy meadows was talking about in his chapter with acceptance because that was the one thing that used to make me mad uh acceptance i was like okay i accept i have insomnia okay it's still not going away and i wasn't realizing what the terminology for acceptance was and i hope i can help people by saying this because i know there's there's some people in the comments that are the answer is right in front of their face, but they don't know. But acceptance is like you no longer try to change what happens. If if you're awake at night and the hyper arousals are kicking in and your mind is spinning, you literally have to be as passive as possible. And let your Mind and body do whatever it needs to do While you don't try to change it You, you kind of have to become a bystander And I didn't realize that's what acceptance was And when I went back and reread his chapter He was talking about Because I think acceptance is the biggest part to get past it And it's When I went back to his chapter He was talking about How you choose to respond to your insomnia Will determine its duration And how long it has an effect on you and he was dropping he was talking about the more you resist it happening, the more ingrained and the more recurrent it, you know, becomes that it'll just keep, you know, restarting because you won't allow yourself to experience wakefulness. And the biggest way to to accept it is is if you're up just because you know, you're you're um video about befriending wakefulness that really is key i think that's the most important part because um when you make wakefulness a threat it, it it'll never go away because your mind and brain will associate wakefulness you know as you know this is a time to be stressed this is a time to be alert um because you're i've realized that your brain is like the most receptive learning machine about how you react to certain situations and I didn't realize that the more we resist it your brain starts to learn that okay this is this is a serious threat to him so I'm going to try to protect him now and it picks up on that and by choosing to respond to it differently you're more or less teaching your brain there isn't a threat anymore because I feel like insomnia it starts to act like how we react if we see a car speeding towards us, how we react if we're near a ledge. It it literally thinks that wakefulness is a threat. And it's not something you can reason with. It's not something you can argue with. And it's not something you can physically fix. You have to expose yourself willingly to wakefulness and then not trying to fight it off. That's the only way, at least in my experience how I got past it and I didn't realize that's what was keeping me in the cycle. And once I started doing that, it was like it was happening without even realizing it. So, and that was back around, um, Oh, something happened.
0: Are we still, you're still, no, I'm sorry. The,
1: yeah. My, uh, my time limit on my phone came on. Um, that was around March is when it started happening and But since then, it's been better. I've still had some hiccups, but it's gotten better.
0: That's so so nice to hear. So nice to hear. And I was going to ask about that, uh, but it sounds to me as if like things started getting easier thanks to all the learning you did and your willingness to face what you've been scared of. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, but but of course, yeah, everybody has some hiccups. But you feel you feel you know. I I guess my question to you is this: For some, it it feels like a pretty a sudden kind of realization and then things were quite easy or for other people say like oh it's more gradual like little by little things got easier but how has the process been for you so far it's been it's been like gradual
1: it started building in march and there's some speed bumps that i had um i feel like for me a speed bump was If I couldn't fall asleep, even if I wasn't scared, it was so weird because Alina was right with the programming thing. That is really how it works. Um, I would have nights where I could fall asleep and then I would have like a a speed bump where I couldn't. And the minute I couldn't, even if I wasn't thinking about it, it was like my mind would already start. Okay, what's did we do this today? Why isn't we? It would automatically start doing that. And that's the one of the comments I left on your previous video about what is a speed bump cuz that's what was happening. I was having a, you know, good set of nights and then a bad one. A good set of nights and a bad one. And it was a very gradual process. I kind of still had to unteach myself certain, you know, habits and ways of thinking cuz it's very easy to slip back into that where you just you start focusing on it again. And I wouldn't say it was abrupt but it was gradual and then it became abrupt. It seemed like it was happening. Cause I was, I realized I didn't have to do anything anymore. Like I, I, didn't have to fight it. I didn't have to run from it. I didn't have to prevent it. Cause I feel like that's what, what, with, with insomnia, you really start playing a defensive position over everything. You're just, you're so dedicated to trying to not let that happen that I realized I don't really have to do anything. I don't really have to engage this anymore if I don't want to. And that's when it started picking up. It was around March. And then April, it it seemed, you know, fine. I had a speed bump um, actually the day before this. (laughs) I wasn't able to sleep at all. Like, I didn't sleep at all. And when you choose to respond to it differently, I feel like recovery is, is when you're no longer afraid of it and you're willing to go through it. I had an issue where I didn't sleep at all. I don't know if I was dehydrated or didn't have coffee. I didn't, I mean, had coffee too late, but I didn't give it much thought. And, you know, I just learned that I was like, all right, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to look at my phone. And then I was like, well, it's an hour before I have to get up. Okay. I'm just going to get up. And I worked the whole day and I was fine. I mean, you feel off. And then I came home and I had no intentions of going to sleep. I'm just going to watch TV. And then I woke up in the middle of the night at like two or three and it was pitch black. And I was, how did I get here? But I feel like recovery is when you're no longer afraid. And speed bumps are very natural. And I feel like speed bumps are you have a bad night and you instantly go back into trying to fix it. And I realize you, you literally have to try to give up as much as you can. That the only responsibility that you have is trying to tell your brain it's no longer a threat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have very little, you said so many things so nicely, Christian. And um, uh, yeah, just uh, maybe a few comments. It's it's interesting how you said, uh, you know, you, you went back to uh, reading the sleep book by Guy Meadows there, the ACT book. And, and then, you know, after, and, and then it sort of makes sense to you uh, more clearly after some experiences and some more education. And, uh, you know, and that's, I think that's the, the, the nice thing we have, the luxury we have here is that, uh, you know, we have so, so much content you can go through and you yeah. can have a good time and, and, um, and that can be really helpful. And, but anyway, you did, you did wonderful work, work in teaching yourself there. So, I guess uh you know I'll I'll just um ask you two more questions and um one of them is uh you know if you could you travel back in time to where you um started having trouble sleeping you know uh or or you were in the thick of it what uh, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would tell myself to enjoy it, enjoy it as much as you can because. That's where the slippery cycle starts you I think it starts because when we become adults because when you when you're a kid you naturally do all this stuff naturally and you don't you don't really think about it it's just oh yeah I'm up I'm gonna do this and that but when when you become an adult due to, to responsibilities and work obligations and whatnot you become panicked at, oh I'm still up I gotta try to go to sleep and it's interesting because my father, who he was a great help in this too uh, i was watching your videos and alina's videos and it was always, almost almost if my dad was like an on-site coach he went through something very similar when he was around my age so i would do all these things he said like, you can't do that you know well, watch a movie i'm like watch a movie what do you mean watch a movie like i don't under why i I, can't, I gotta go to bed what do you mean watch a movie and then i wouldn't do that and then I go, I can't sleep. And he's like, don't react to it, man. Just go with it. And I was like, how are you being so passive to this sort of thing? But he went through a similar issue when he started a a job, too, um, when I was born. And he told me a story. He didn't sleep for four days straight. And he had a similar thing where I was, you know, he was freaking out about his sleep, too. And that's the one thing he kept repeating is just enjoy the time that you're up and i never understood that but if i had to go back and and tell my previous self what to do is really to enjoy w- you know wakefulness because sleep is the one thing you cannot force that was something i was trying to do it was like i was trying to shut myself down every night to guarantee that i would get a good sleep but and that and it, it's okay to be scared because i think a lot of the, with 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 insomniacs, be kind of feel bad sometimes for being scared, but it's, it's okay to be scared. But the only way through is to go through it. And I think we don't realize that until months down the road, that it wasn't until we gathered the courage, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to let go and whatever happens happens. And, And, you know, a quote that I hope everybody can take from this podcast that I hope that they like that it's it's my mantra for today just (laughs) is by Mark Twain do what you fear the most and the death of fear is certain Mm -hmm. and I feel like that can really apply Mm -hmm. with that that if you allow yourself to experience it and not try to fight it anymore the fear of it will start dissipating and it won't really be such a
0: cloud over your mind anymore Super nice one. And, and he actually segues perfectly to sort of the last question I have, which is, um, have you, and and, you know, this is still, you know, we're, we're talking pretty recent, like pretty recently after things started changing. So you may not have experienced this yet, but I'm going to ask you anyway, have you seen that what you learned from like the sleep struggle from insomnia? Have you seen that that can apply to other uh, aspects of life?
1: Oh, it's such a beautiful life lesson. Um, I know most people, I know some may look at me like I'm crazy, but if I had to go through it all over again, I would. Because I feel that for those that haven't experienced, I feel like anxiety is one thing, but I feel like fear is another thing. And I feel like that insomnia is an excellent introduction on fear and how to overcome it. Because before that, I was never really scared of anything. Like, I was never afraid or fearful of something. But it does apply to a lot of different areas in life. It's often the things that we're afraid of the most that we have to be, we have to go through in order to overcome it. You know, if you want to get past something, and Guy Meadows talks about this in his book about acceptance is. It's not when you willingly allow yourself to experience the uncomfortable things to happen that you can get past it. And it, it can be a real motivating life lesson that you can apply to anything. And the amount of power that you feel afterwards from conquering your fear, it can make you feel more confident in yourself. And if you ever have a situation arise that you're afraid from, you know, you'll instantly, I know I'm scared and but I'm going to go and do this. And I think I saw another quote and it's, it's about fear and courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the mastery. And I think it can apply to a lot of different areas of life. And it's, it, it changed
0: my life headwise. So, so glad to, to hear this. I mean, of course, like to anyone out there, like I, 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 all I do is like really try to, you know, reduce people's suffering. But, you know, when, when you, when you learn so much from, from it, like you have, et cetera, it, uh, you know, I just want to say, I'm so glad to hear this Christian, that you, you found, found exactly this, because that's what I really hope for, for a, for anyone that's a part of our community, anything that anyone that turns in here, it can really teach us so much about life in general. So amazing. And, and by the way, I, you know, um, most guests, I kind of know a little bit, uh, but i i knew very little about you and your story christina but it turned out to be like a really rich uh, place for learning then i think so much you said in such a nice way will really really help our community so uh, I, I wanted i wanted, I wanted yeah. to
1: return that um when i i really wanted to help everybody once i started getting better because the common the common theme that seems to happen is we keep treating it biologically we keep thinking it's a physical biological problem. The physical responses to hyper arousals. That's real. I felt that, but I wanted to show and show and help everybody that it's our fear of it. That keeps it, keeps it returning that. And in, in order to get past it, you have to kind of face it head on. Like the fearless method you were talking about.
0: Yeah. Again, very insightful. I believe it's so true. And, uh, uh, yeah so I'm kind of extra grateful whenever somebody's willing to actually uh you know be a guest and and talk about this like and nothing helps in a more powerful way so again super glad you're here christian I will say thank you and um and be in touch all right thank you for having me right. bye everyone